Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I sit down with visionary humans and ask them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and scale up the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell, and I am the founder of Visionary Life and The Visionary Method. The intention behind all of our content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you create your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show is going to help you consciously create a life you love on your own terms. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Visionary Life Podcast. This episode has been highly requested. You've been asking me if I could get Joy McCarthy on the show, and today is the day. You're not going to want to miss a minute of this episode, so stay tuned. Joy McCarthy is a holistic nutritionist and founder of JoyousHealth.com. She's also a two-time best-selling author of Joyous Health and Joyous Detox, And her much-anticipated third book, The Joyous Cookbook, comes out late 2019. A passionate natural beauty lover, Joy has a line of natural hair care and body care products she founded in 2013. An entrepreneur at heart, Joy co-founded a 12-week business program called The Joyous Health Business Program to help wellness entrepreneurs take their passion and create a thriving, successful business. A trusted nutrition expert, Joy has been featured in hundreds of publications both online such as Well and Good, CNN, and CBC, and is a regular health expert on television, including City Line and CTV's Your Morning. Joy lives in Toronto with her husband, Walker, and their daughter, Vienna. Joy loves social media and shares her passion for food, family, and fun as a way to channel positive energy into the lives of others, and that she does. I first heard about Joy when I was a student at CSNN about seven years ago, and that led to me purchasing her first cookbook. And ever since then, I've watched her journey unfold, and it's been beyond inspiring to see the incredible brand and community and the business that she's created. Joy speaks on many other podcasts about her journey into nutrition, but today I'm really excited to focus on how she built her brand and created the Joyous Health Business Program. So more on Joy in a moment, but first a quick message from me. So good morning, everyone. It is Saturday morning as I record this, and we're experiencing a true heat wave here in Toronto where I live. And I just got back from a walk in the park with our dog. I'm a bit sweaty, but I'm feeling fired up to record this because I just listened to an awesome podcast that featured Ed Milet and Rachel Hollis. And as most of you know, I'm a big fan of podcasts, of course. (laughs) I've been tuning into them for, I don't know, over seven years now, 
and my love for them really only grows stronger with every episode I listen to, especially the ones that bring me immense value to my life and that help me keep my mindset strong. And this episode that I that I just turned off is one of those episodes. It speaks so much to what living a visionary life is, and it embodies a lot of the lessons that I wish the world knew. And Ed Milet, who's the guest of the show, he just has a way of preaching some incredible lessons, morals, values, and just really relatable content. And I found myself nodding along as I listened and wanting to scream out, yes, so many times. Um, So definitely go tune into that episode. It's on the Rise podcast. But one of the quotes that stopped me in my tracks that I just wanted to share with you quickly before we get to the episode today was, was this. A flawed plan executed with ferocity and certainty is far greater than the perfect plan executed too late and with timidity. I'm going to read it one more time. A flawed plan executed with ferocity and certainty is far greater than the perfect plan executed too late and with timidity. I love this. And this is something I'm constantly reminding my students about that sometimes you need to launch fast and launch quick and and know in your heart that if you've done your best and that if it's work that is meaningful to you, it is enough and people will feel that. And if you wait too long because you're waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect time, it will never come or it'll be too late. And I always say this to my students, I say that you don't need more time, you just need to decide. You need to decide to move forward with an idea. You need to decide that now is the time because there's never going to be a perfect time. And it's okay to not have it all together or to be where you want to be in order to make steps forward. So, you know, it makes me think like, Whether that's stepping out today in a bikini, if you're going to the beach, even though your body isn't perfect yet, but acting confident and knowing that you're worthy of wearing whatever the F you want, right? That is maybe a flawed plan. Okay, you didn't meet your weight goal, but do it with ferocity and certainty and no one questions you. Or maybe it's launching an ebook before you have the money to hire a graphic designer, right? Maybe you had to do it all yourself and you wish it looked prettier, But you do it anyways. You launch it because you know that it has incredible content inside that could change lives. So you don't wait, right? You don't wait until 500 other people are going to launch a similar ebook. You just do it and you get that information out. And I just want to remind you today that it's okay to not feel like you have it all together, to not be 100% perfect, but to just be ferocious and certain that you're ready to launch the business, to try that new sport, to start the blog, whatever it is that you are waiting to do. Don't wait. Okay, back to my episode with Joy. This show was supposed to air a couple of weeks back, actually, but to my disappointment, when I sat down to edit the show, it had disappeared. It's happened one time before and I was able to recover it, but in this case, I lost the show. I was so sad and I had to give myself a day to sulk because I know you guys were really looking forward to hearing from Joy. But after that day, I decided, okay, let's figure out plan B. 
And since I know that, uh, again, you wanted to hear this show, I wrote an email to Joy to see if she would re-record the episode, and to my excitement, she agreed. So I'm keen to share this interview with Joy because I really admire the brand and business that she's built. And similar to me, we are both holistic nutritionists with an additional passion for building our businesses and showing others how to do the same. In this episode with Joy, we chat about what she was up to before launching Joyous Health, some of the first few steps she took to build brand awareness around what she was passionate about, how she landed her first and second and third book deal, where the idea to launch the Joyous Health business program came from and what that process looked like, some of the most effective marketing and brand building strategies she uses to continually grow Joyous Health through the platform that it is today. And we talk about the business tools she couldn't live without in running this empire alongside her team. And so, so much more, of course. So if you want to connect with Joy, you can find her at Joyous Health on Instagram and Twitter and Pinterest and Facebook. You can find her on her website, joyoushealth.com or joyousbusiness.com. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk about something that I am obsessed with. Cacao nibs. (laughs) You probably didn't expect me to say that, did you? But seriously, I sprinkle them on my smoothie bowls for added crunch. And when I have a chocolate craving, I actually eat them straight out of the bag. Some of you are probably wondering, what the heck are cacao nibs? Well, cacao nibs are small pieces of crushed cacao beans or cocoa beans. They have a bitter chocolatey flavor and they're deliciously satisfying with none of the refined sugar that typical chocolate has. So it's a win-win in my opinion. And though they are small in size, cacao nibs are packed with so many nutrients and they are truly a visionary superfood. So anyways, I could go on about my love affair of these little nibs, but I think I should tell you where the heck to buy them. Enter Healthy Planet. Healthy Planet is your one-stop shop for all your natural health and supplement needs. And I actually shop here, so this is not just a promo where I'm reading from a script. Healthy Planet is one of my favorite health food stores. I've been shopping there for over five years, and that's why I'm super grateful to have them as a sponsor. You can find them at healthyplanetcanada.com. And I love the website because you can actually shop online by department or dietary need, or even just check the sale rack. And it's such an efficient way to ensure you're stocked up on all of your favorite health goods all of the time. And you can use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save. You'll save 10% off any online order that's a minimum of $49. So again, use code VISIONARY10 at checkout to save 10% off any online order that's a minimum of $49. Okay, so Joy McCarthy, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here again. And just for the (laughs) listeners' context... It was one of those situations where I went to upload the episode on the scheduled air date and it was gone. And I took it to a tech guy who is my guy because it's happened before. And even he couldn't dig it out of my microphone. So we've got a new and improved mic here and I'm so excited. So it's one of those more stylish mics that makes me feel like a real podcaster. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. Well, you know what? I didn't mind doing it again because we had such a great conversation. We did. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, I have to do this again. Yeah, I have to be (laughs) 
around her one more time. And yes. I really wanted to make sure that I got that conversation out to the listeners because they were so excited when they heard you were coming on the show. Oh, nice. So finally, it's Great. our time once again. Yay. So Joy, you've been at your business and at your blog for, I think I read 10 years. Yeah, I'm just over year. that now. Yeah. That's so exciting. Um, and congrats, by Thank the way. Thank you. But I would love to know, just briefly, and same with the listeners, I'm sure they're curious, what were you up to before launching Joyous Health? Oh, good question. I've, I don't have never been asked that, actually. I usually just tell people that. I was actually, my first career was in marketing and advertising. Okay. And I was working at a marketing agency downtown Toronto called Capital C. And I worked, my clients were like PepsiCo and Frito-Lay. So I was doing campaigns, marketing campaigns to like help people eat more pop and chips mm-hmm. how like contradictory I was to, gonna like, say <laughs> plot twist yeah <laughs> I know but I always uh, but a, a campaign I did enjoy working on I also worked with Unilever and I worked on the Dove campaign for real beauty which although I don't use those products now the campaign it was a very feel good like feel good in your body um, campaign so that felt good but it wasn't and I did that for about seven years but it was never like something I really loved so while I was there, I was doing a lot of different courses. Um, I did a one-year program at Humber College in like personal training and fitness. Then I got my, through like CanFit Pro, I got my personal training certi- uh, certification. So I actually started doing, I started moonlighting and doing that on the side when I had my marketing job. So I was seeing clients mm-hmm. in the morning, personal training them at like 5.30. Uh, that was more towards the end of, of my marketing career. I was doing mm-hmm. that, so that was, helped me kind of like trend- transition. But uh, yeah, it was never like that was a good career to be in from purely a financial perspective, but not it wasn't like feeding my soul. I didn't like wake up every morning thinking, yay, Mm -hmm. I get to go work on campaigns to help, you know, these big companies sell more pop and chips. Mm -hmm. It really didn't feel good. Did you always have a vision that you wanted to be in business for yourself or did you just know that you needed to change your path? whether that be going to work for someone else or starting your own thing. So I didn't know I always wanted to be in business for myself, but what I did know was that I I wanted to change my career path. Like um, before I studied marketing in school, um, I was very interested in going to Guelph and becoming a dietitian, and I spent a lot of time researching that. And then when I you know, dove deeper into it, I just didn't feel, it didn't feel right. I was so much more into natural health and still Mm -hmm. evidence-based nutrition. So I'm glad I actually didn't do that program because the course of my career would have been a lot different. And I like literally just randomly did an advertising and marketing Mm -hmm. program at Sheridan because they have like one of the best programs in Mm -hmm. North America um, at a college level. Uh, So yeah, I to answer your question, I didn't. I wasn't always like I'm gonna have my own business, but mm-hmm. I knew at some point I I needed to go back to school and like more formally study nutrition. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you kind of got that gut hit that it was time to pivot, right? Yeah, yeah and totally. I know in my own experience, a lot of the clients that I work with sometimes they feel like in their 20s or in their 30s or in their 40s that it's too late to make a change and so do you remember what age you were at when you transitioned from your full-time job into going back to school yeah so I was in my late 20s okay and uh, I never you know what that never really crossed my mind 
that I and it was interesting because when I studied at the Institute of Holistic Nutrition there was people of all ages there there are people who were 20 and there are people who are 50 and 60 years old Mm -hmm. so it was really cool to see like such a span of people finally following their passion Mm -hmm. so I think you know at, at any age obviously you know if you have a mortgage and you have kids and you have more responsibilities there's Mm -hmm. more considerations like I did um I did have like bills to pay but at the time we didn't have Vienna our three and a half year old that being said I still like if I was a mom I would still have figured out a way to to make it work Mm because I just couldn't imagine being in a career you spend so much time in your career right Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine spending my whole life doing something that I really didn't feel passionate about Mm -hmm. like it just didn't like yeah, I just knew in my gut and in my heart. I remember when we'd be having these brainstorm sessions when I worked at the agency and everyone would be so excited to share ideas, you know, for our different clients and there'd be like 30 people in the room mm-hmm. and it'd be like such a fun day and I would like just sit there in silence because mm-hmm. I had nothing to offer because I just, I was like, I wasn't like being grumpy. I just like didn't, because mm-hmm. I wasn't passionate about it. Yeah. I didn't have ideas to share. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a lot of signs sort of early on. But my parents were entrepreneurs. Okay, so, so it ran in your family a little bit. Yeah, it definitely did. And my parents left, they left their jobs much later in life. I think they were in like... I might get this wrong. My mom's going to correct me. But I think they're in like their late 40s. My mom was uh, worked in microbiology for maybe 25 years. Like she worked at different hospitals, Toronto Western Hospital. Mm-hmm. And my dad was in the education system. He was a teacher, I don't know, for 25 years. And then they started their own business. Mm. They both like, left They both left their job. So I, that was when I was, I want to say I was a teenager then. Mm-hmm. Um, so that must have been when they were in their 40s. Mm-hmm. So I, And they worked together too. So I saw them working together and how that how that could work and it's interesting now that mm. as a grown up I am now working with my husband which is kind of cool. Yeah, I feel like there must have been some sort of influence there. Yeah. And I think even too my my father was an entrepreneur and yeah. Um, as much as I was never really interested in the industry he was in, I think that watching him uh, build a business from the yeah. ground up, it really inspired me into my later life. And it gives you an example to show you that it is possible to break yeah. away. Oh, and 100%. Similar to you, I remember sitting at my last corporate job in marketing about four years ago with the similar <laughs> brainstorm and just thinking like, I do not belong. And yeah. I had to make that decision of, I think that I'm meant to be my own boss, but it always starts small. And I know you mentioned that you didn't just go full on with Joyous Health right away. You said you were personal training. So what were some of the very first few steps you took towards starting to build a brand when you quit your full-time career? Like, did you write a business plan? Did you just start? I know social media wasn't a big thing then. Were you blogging? What were some of those initial steps that you remember taking to start this thing? Yeah, so I really distinctly remember this time period um, because, you know, it was terrifying. It was as terrifying as it was exciting. And um, the biggest thing for me and the biggest thing I learned from sort of my marketing past was that I I needed to create awareness for my brand. Before I even thought of, I need to get clients one-on-one, I need to do public workshops. I was like, I need to build awareness for Joyous Health. And how am I going to do that? I am going to blog. So I started joyoushealth.com. Well, back then it was a WordPress blog. And that was my way of 
sharing my knowledge with the world because I knew I had to establish myself. I needed to establish my credibility and my expertise and how was I going to do that? I was going to create great recipes and really good content, healthy lifestyle content that I could then share. So I was using social media back then. Um, I feel like I was sort of more of an early adopter with like Twitter. Um, I went right on Twitter. So every piece of content I created for the blog, I would share in as many places as I could, which was really only two places. So that was Twitter uh, and Facebook. So I would share at those two places and that was really how I got the word out. Then um, alongside creating awareness for my brand, I was also doing uh, as many free speaking workshops as I could. So I'd go like I went to like in Greek town, like Broadview and and um, Danforth and I would I went to this cafe and I'm like said to the owner, hey, can I do, you know, a weekly workshop here and just offer a free workshop to people who come in whether and then so what I did was I created themes and I did I think I did like six workshops there. And so what happened was I started um, slowly getting opportunities. Like one woman came up to me and she's like, do you do corporate lunch and learns? And I was like, well, of course I do, even though I wasn't doing it at the time. But that was, you know, part of. Um, I did have a business plan that I did actually do in school and that was definitely part of my business plan was I wanted to do speaking. So that was one of that. So doing those free talks at those cafes was one of the ways I actually started to get paying clients, both clients hiring me for corporate lunch and learns and clients hiring me for like one on one. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how it all started. But really at the core of it was always the blog always creating Mm. this free content that people could access so that people could come and get to know my philosophy, get to know me and get to know the recipes Mm. I create so that they could feel like they kind of knew me because I feel like that helps people when they're going to hire you, especially Mm -hmm. when you're working one-on-one with someone, whether it's a nutritionist or a naturopath or a dietitian, Mm -hmm. um, we want to know a little bit about that person before we Mm -hmm. share, you know, very personal details of ourselves. So I think that, um, I think that really helped. That's awesome. I love that you brought it back to such a simple step of content, right? Like yeah. you were just sharing your heart, Content's your beliefs, king. what are your core values around the health and wellness industry, and that's what attracts your audience, right? Yeah, it's just being yourself so that you can bring in the people who really resonate and care for your message. Yeah. Um, and I love that you said you kind of just said yes to opportunities when people would say, hey, do you do lunch and learns? And Yeah, you might not have had that as a service, (laughs) but you just say yes if it's something you're interested in, and then you go home and like create that package, right? And I think that's one of the most simple ways to build a business is to listen to what your customers or clients want from you, and then pivot and create an offer for them rather than trying to guess. Yes. But the first step really is get yourself out there, right? Get to that first speaking gig, and it will, of course, ripple into something else. And that is something throughout the last decade that I have always come back to is what is the community asking for? And pretty much everything, like, as you can see, we have products here in my office. Mm -hmm. Every product we've created or... um, all of our digital products as well, like our different ebooks and online programs has always been because the community has been asking for it. Now we don't do everything the community asks for, of course, it has to align with what I'm passionate with. So when those two align, that is exactly how we move forward. Mm-hmm. So speaking of what your community was asking for, what was the first service that you offered through
through Joyous Health. So of course you did a lot of free content and yeah. speaking gigs, but then transitioned us into that first time that you put out a paid offer. Yeah, yeah. So the first, so aside from just doing like the, so I obviously I'm a nutritionist, I was doing a lot of one-on-ones. So that was kind okay. of like the bread and butter yeah. was the one-on-ones and the speaking. And mm-hmm. then I realized that there's this whole online world out there mm-hmm. and I created the Joyous 10-Day Detox. Um, that didn't come out until a few years after having my business. And the reason for that, uh, is because, well, two reasons. One, I didn't realize the opportunity existed. And two, also because, um, I didn't have a big enough following community. So I knew if I created something online, I didn't know how successful it would be because if I only had, you know, 2000 people on my newsletter list, you know, if I only have 2% convert, which is actually pretty good, then I'm not really making that much money on it. And I've put all this uh, time and effort. So the Joy's 10 day detox, I think that came out in like 2012 or two. Yeah. Or maybe even earlier than that. So I started my business in 2009 and I'd say it was a couple of years. It was probably two to three years at least. Uh, before I did my first online program and then that later became my second cookbook um, the joyous uh, the joyous detox Mm. oh and before that even actually just to go back a bit further I was doing a six-week yoga nutrition program with a yoga instructor and when I was doing that I had a lot of people in the community who didn't live in Toronto asking me to take advantage of that program it was called eat well feel well Mm -hmm. so I decided that I was going to write an ebook so I wrote this beautiful ebook I paid a graphic designer to make it look really great I was about to release it and then a publisher reached out to me Mm -hmm. and was like have you ever written a book are you interested like blah 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 just start the conversation and I was like well actually I'm about to release this um, ebook called eat well feel well and she was like well send it to me she looked at it she's like this is amazing what about turning this into an entire book so that ended up being my first cookbook Mm -hmm. joyous health but then I waited a couple more years to release the joyous 10-day detox as my first like real online program before we talk about your books of course want to hear a little bit more about that whole process how did you figure out like how to even get started in the world of online marketing and creating programs? Are you self-taught or did you yeah. hire a mentor no. or a coach to bring you through this entire <laughs> new world? Like it's it's pretty modern to have online courses even today. Yes, it's grown yeah. a lot, but back in 2012, no. that was not the norm. So I'm just wondering, where did you learn your skills? So it would have been really smart to have a mentor or a business coach, but I did not have either of those. I was definitely self-taught, but you know what? I had my eyes wide open and I was looking at what my colleagues were doing and what you know a lot of people in the States were doing who were holistic practitioners. And I was following those people online and getting inspiration from them. And I would say there's like no brand new ideas. So I would, you know, I would see my colleagues doing these online programs and a good friend of mine Uh, Megan Teltner she did her first I think she did like a green smoothie cleanse or something and she was telling me about it and she's like Joy you gotta get into this like this is you know such a great way to like reach more of your community so I think it's really great um, to make sure that within your your own within your within your colleagues like to really like share ideas Um, so that's one thing I've always done like I have a tight knit of colleagues and friends who are nutritionists Mm -hmm. and we're very open with sharing ideas 
And some people might, and I've had many people comment over the years, like, aren't you worried about the competition? I notice you promote so-and-so or you promote this mm -hmm. person. Like, they're a nutritionist too. And I am not worried at all because I feel mm -hmm. like we do such different things. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess in a way they have kind of been mentors to me, but we share ideas. So I think it's really good to stay connected with people in your community who are doing similar things as you because mm -hmm. no one's doing the exact same thing because no one is you. Mm. I love that. And it's so true. Like no good ever really comes from keeping all of your ideas inward. Yeah, the best thing is to start sharing them with people you trust so that you can start that brainstorm and maybe totally. they give you a connection that you've never had before yeah. or they say, well, that's a good idea, but have you ever thought about doing it this way? And I just think that's one of the key values that I hold is really building community and being honest and authentic yeah. rather than trying to build this business alone. It's too and much. I feel like it's like more work to hold everything to yourself. It is, but some people feel like they have yeah. this secret and they don't want to share their business until it's perfect or they don't want to share, like you and I were talking before, podcast downloads. It's like, yeah. why yeah. do we have to make this such a secret industry? Let's just talk, encourage each other. And the truth is the people who resonate with your program are not going to resonate yeah. with someone else's program because we just find people who we align with and I yeah. think it's it's nice to hear you say that 100%. so you mentioned a little bit before this that you had your first cookbook come out in yeah. 2014 yeah and obviously I want to um, dive into this because I think a lot of nutritionists and people in the wellness space but a lot of business owners in general they dream about the process of writing their first book so it's yeah. really exciting so you mentioned you wrote that ebook first and yeah. did a publisher approach you? So was it kind of their idea to craft your first book with you or did you approach them? Yeah, so no, they approached me. So Penguin um, reached, an editor at Penguin reached out to me. I think she said her niece um, was a follower of mine and really loved my work mm -hmm. and, and, and mentioned her, mentioned me to her and she just wanted to reach out and have a conversation with me. That being said, I feel like that conversation would never have happened if I hadn't put myself out there. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't been creating this content for the blog and sharing it through social media, I would have never had that opportunity because a publisher sees someone who already has this, an established community as a great opportunity for them, right? Their publishers are in the are in the business mm -hmm. to make money. So when they reached out to me, they knew that I had already started to establish a community. And then when they were like, have you ever wanted to write a book? Yes, of course, I've always wanted to write a cookbook. And I never in my wildest dreams though thought that eat well, feel well would turn into joyous health. So obviously it was a long process, like a working out the contract details, and it was really important to have, um, even though I had a contract and had a potential book deal before I had an agent, it was 100% worth it to actually get a book agent because they are experts in all the contractual stuff. And just having like a lawyer is not necessarily the best thing because they know all the little, all the nitty gritty of all the things that would be important to you as an author. Mm. So even though, you know, I have to pay him a percentage, it's 100% worth it. So there's two ways to go about it. You know, I had a great opportunity. I took advantage of it. I came up with this. I had this concept, this ebook. Um, but then also you can write your own books and you can self-publish or you can write your manuscript, find a great agent and have that agent you know, try and sell it for you to all the different publishers. So there's many different ways to have to have a book. I have, you know, quite a few friends that have cookbooks um, that they've just self-published mm -hmm. and they've been very successful. And then they're making 100% of the money 
they're in control of everything right so there's like i think there's pros and cons to both having a publisher and then also self-publishing and i don't think one is necessarily better than the other mm-hmm. and so obviously joyous health was a success because in 2017 you released your second book yeah. joyous detox <laughs> and if i'm remembering correctly sometime this year you're releasing a third yes. book yeah uh, can you just book. tell us quickly about when that's coming out and what's yeah. different about this third book that oh, you've written I'm so excited about my third cookbook it's definitely going to be my best ever so it's called the joyous cookbook and the format of this cookbook is actually different than my first so my first two cookbooks were half a healthy lifestyle guide and then the recipes whereas the joyous cookbook is straight up food Mm. it's only recipes but i've written quite lengthy head notes that's sort of the like the paragraphs at the top to talk about Mm. the nutritional benefits and like also share a little bit about my story and you know why i created this recipe but it's for families food lovers and people who are just totally into health Mm. health nuts health enthusiasts whatever you want to call them so it's really a book for for everyone i think whether you're a single person and you want to batch cook so you have lots of you know um, lunches leftovers Mm -hmm. for lunch or you have a big family and the wall behind you there are like all of the photos from uh, from the joyous cookbook so you can kind of see because we did all the photography ourselves wow yeah that's impressive those are not the color corrected photos though (laughs) but those, those are like the raw files but yeah my wall for those of you who obviously you guys can't can't see what um kelsey and i are looking at but on my wall behind my desk we just printed out like every single uh photo that we took and it's decorates my wall so, so neat and so inspiring to look at i'm sure yeah, it gets you very it. excited yeah it gets me hungry sometimes no kidding <laughs> Um, before we move on, I'm wondering, is there anything that surprised you in this whole book writing process? Like maybe you didn't anticipate the amount of time it took or anything else that came up for you while writing any of your books? Yeah. So I would say two things surprised me. One, which is kind of funny, just based on what the feedback I had from other friends who wrote books, I really enjoyed writing all three of my cookbooks and I've had other friends who haven't enjoyed it as much as me. So that's one thing, I really enjoyed the process, but I also really love writing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a very creative process. And even just creating recipes um, is just such a very creative process. And then two is definitely just how time consuming it is. Mm -hmm. Like you really, you can't like rush it. So with Joyous Health, um, I like kept putting it off, kept putting it off, doing the actual, the front half of the, Mm -hmm. the cookbook, all the healthy living stuff. Uh, and then I was like down to the wire, like four months. I think it took me like three to four months to write the first half, but it was like solid writing. Like some days not moving from my butt for like six hours. So I would never do that again. Mm -hmm. And when I wrote joyous detox, I was actually pregnant. So I really like my brain was just not functioning the same way as when I wrote joyous health. So I definitely had to like really give myself lots of time. So it takes a lot of time. Mm -hmm. But for me, um, I personally, I would find it hard to be creating a book and not working towards a deadline. So even if you are self-publishing it, you have to have deadlines for yourself. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, whatever, you know, you have to, mm-hmm. you have to take yourself seriously. Yeah. Um, and even like stuff that, because there's lots of online content we have at Joyous Health. Um, and even though it's, there's not like a hard date, like a publisher I have to send this manuscript off to, mm-hmm. I have to get it to our designer. So we create like a work back schedule. And so I still know I have dates that I have to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, that's how I get stuff done is like having a deadline, putting the writing time in my calendar and like 
like blocking that mm-hmm. off. Yeah, and I think that's one of the most important skills to learn as a business owner is that you have to follow through on the word that you give to yourself. Yes. Because that builds trust in yourself and that builds belief in the, the products and services you're going to put out. But if you say, yeah, I'm going to self-publish a book and then you say you'll have it done in July 2019, but then you don't finish it for then, you're, you're not able to then trust yourself yeah. on what you say you're going to do. And I think that... Um, it's so important to attach deadlines to anything. Totally. I think that's a simple concept in goal setting, but sometimes people forget that even though you have this freedom of being an entrepreneur, you still have yeah. to have structure and systems. Well, you know, something I do that also helps me be accountable is I will tell my community. Yes, <laughs> so, it's being launched yeah, on. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, over the years, have gone a little bit more lax with that and careful. Mm-hmm. So like when we launched our Little Food Lovers ebook, I was like, it's launching in May yeah get excited for it it's coming soon I didn't say the exact date just because then it gives us a bit of wiggle room um, and different products that we've had you just never know like when you're mm-hmm. not hundred percent in control like we were waiting we have um, a dry shampoo coming out which will probably um, be out by the time this pot this episode airs and we've been waiting on the packaging for like six weeks it just came in yesterday mm-hmm. so we've been telling the community it's coming in the summer so that we have like you know we have that deadline to work towards but we know we also have some flexibility as opposed to being like it's coming on this date and then mm-hmm. oh sorry it's coming two weeks later Mm because we've totally done that before and like people are not happy yeah then they're upset (laughs) and you lose trust in them yeah people like customers they you know a lot of people they're just like if you say this date I want my order on such and such date Mm -hmm. so people aren't always as flexible as you'd like them to be absolutely so fast forwarding a little bit because there's a topic that I'm so excited to dive in with you which is your joyous health business program or Uh, Where did the idea for JHB come from and what is it? Yeah, so uh, JHB, so before we launched this business program for wellness entrepreneurs, um, for, you know, throughout the, I guess, several years before, um, I was doing, I would do one-on-one business coaching, not all the time, not as much as I was doing nutrition coaching, but whenever someone reached out and was like, Hey, can I sit down with you for an hour and just pick your brain? Mm -hmm. I would always say yes. So, uh, around the time that our daughter was about four or six weeks old, (laughs) my husband came to me and said, (laughs) no time off. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, Joy, I have this really good business idea that I think we should launch in January. So this is in like late September. He brings this idea to me and I'm like, what? He's like, well, I really think that we should launch a business program to help um, other entrepreneurs like yourself build the business of their dreams because we get these questions all the time. We now have, at the time, I guess that was like eight years under our belt of building a business, like let's do this. And I was like so like annoyed. I was like, how can you even, I would, I just couldn't even fathom this Mm -hmm. idea and the monstrosity of it because the program we wanted to put together to me was like more time consuming than writing a book. Um, so I was just like, I don't know, probably said a few curse words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, no way in hell we're doing that right now. Like you're outrageous that you even brought that idea to me when I can't even figure out like how to breastfeed Mm -hmm. properly. So he's like, oh, okay, I get it. So then like the weeks following, like every week he'd ask me and I'd be like, no, 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 just like stop asking me. I can't like think of this. I'm like in full mom mode. Yeah. So I like needed that time. Uh, and then it's really funny because I think about like maybe four to six months later, 
I was like thinking to myself, you know, what is like the next step for Joyce Health? I really think that we should create a business program for wellness entrepreneurs, an online program to Mm -hmm. teach them like the A to Z of growing their business. So no matter if they've been in business for five years or they don't even have a business name, we can help them. So I approached my husband Walker. I'm like, I have this really great idea. (laughs) Um, I think we should do an online business program. And he's like, you're serious, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm totally serious. So this happens to us quite often and so we laugh about it now but he's like you're nuts and I'm like <laughs> so I, I it's funny we joke about it we're like it was both of our I, our ideas but I was just in the headspace to like get back into business like I felt like I was getting the mom thing mm-hmm. um, so so then we um, so that would have been in like 20 so he brought the initial idea to me in 2015 and then we started working on it more seriously in 2016 mm-hmm. and we launched it for the first time I think 2017 yeah 2017 is when we first launched the joyous health business program so do you remember what the process was like of actually coming up with what content you wanted to share do you have a mind mapping procedure or were you just kind of opening a google doc and journaling walk us through because I know so many people these days they would love to have an online course but they don't know where to begin so what was that process like for you Well, with that particular program, we started out like just brainstorming. Like, what is it? Like, what are the problems that entrepreneurs are having right now? And what are the solutions we can provide? Because when we started out, we didn't even know how long it was going to be. Like, we didn't know it was going. It started out at six weeks. Now it's actually 12 weeks. We extended it. And we can talk about that later just because listening to the community and what they wanted. So we started brainstorming. Then we brought in the whole Joyous team. There's five of us here. Um, And we just started throwing ideas out and like brainstorming just doing like a brain dump that was sort of the very initial and then Walker and I worked more closely together kind of mapping out like what is like what are the foundations like how where do you when you graduate from school what is the first thing you should do and that's kind of like module one figuring out your why your branding your business plan so kind of setting the stage so then that's how we mapped it out each week here's like the bit here's here's the theme of each week and then these are all of the key um, the key points we want to get across and educate mm-hmm. people on and it's all a video based format mm-hmm. and then every week people also get um, an extensive PDF workbook where they complete an assignment so all the videos they've watched they take that information and then they apply it Mm -hmm. Uh, And then each week, Walker and I do a Facebook Live uh, where we go on and answer everyone's questions. So it evolved and it changed slightly from the first time we ever did it to what it is coming out this September. Mm -hmm. But that's essentially what we did. Now, when it was just me creating online programs and say it was like an ebook I was writing, I would always start out with like, what is my big idea? What is the problem that I want to help people find the answer? Mm -hmm. And then I would write a table of contents. And then from that, I would break it down. And that's how I've written my books too, same way. Um, and so with ebooks and online programs, whether it's just a straight up ebook or it's an online program with videos, mm-hmm. I've broken it down from like, it's almost that's the table of contents for me is like the framework, but I write the table of contents and then I write it and I create it in chunks. So with mm-hmm. the Joyce Health Business Program, we actually scripted out the entire program. So when we filmed the videos, we could be as concise as possible and deliver, mm-hmm. you know, really good information, but still in a conversational style. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was, that was, um, that was, I think, a really smart decision to actually script everything out because mm-hmm. it was honestly like, it was like writing a book 
for wellness entrepreneurs, but then delivering it in a video-based format. Mm -hmm. And we chose to do it that way because I think that's how a lot of people are consuming information nowadays. And also, we were going to be selling this to the community who many of them already know who I am and many of them know Walker's business background too. Mm -hmm. So people want to consume information that way. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of how we, that's how we planned it out. Is there a live component to it or is this completely, uh, someone can purchase the course anytime they want, do it on their own time and they don't get to chat with you or do you run it on a set schedule and then you are actually working with the students who are in the program at the time? Okay, so what we do is we do once a year. It's on a set schedule, so it starts mid-September and we extended it 12 weeks, even though there's six modules. We uh, release a module each, um, every other week. So module one releases, and then a few days later, we go on Facebook and we do a Facebook Live. Mm. So we are interacting with people, um, answering their questions. We So the Facebook page, I would say, is actually the private Facebook group is a very important component mm-hmm. of the program because they have access to the entire Joyce team, not just me, but Walker, our creative director, Carol, um, Rachel, who's our community manager. We all actually help to run the community. But because the program's 12 weeks, we actually, Walker and I do 12 um, sessions online where we answer people's questions. Mm -hmm. And then for people, because not everyone can attend live, like there's lots of people who have taken the program who are working like a nine to five job. Mm -hmm. And we typically do the lives from like 12 to one or two to three um, Eastern Standard Time. Mm -hmm. So what we have people do, people can submit questions ahead of time and we'll answer their questions live. And then people will be on their live and they can ask us questions. And then people can just post at any time as well. So people post like, hey, this is what I'm thinking for my business logo. Hey, I'm thinking of, you know, releasing releasing a six series workshop on, I don't know, digestive wellness. What do you guys think of this? Mm -hmm. So I think the community on Facebook is so important because people can share ideas and then get our feedback. Mm -hmm. And everyone generally does. Like Carol is amazing at providing like very specific creative Mm -hmm. feedback. And it's not always just like, oh, that's awesome. Way to go. Yeah. A plus. We like give constructive criticism too because we really want people to be successful who take the program I think that's cool that you are actually doing the Facebook lives in real time because what I see a lot of these days is um, wellness practitioners or any business owner they launch programs but it's very passive and there's no way for the customer or the client to access the person who created it and I think it's so neat that you're still in it and who knows it may not always be that way but it's really valuable to have that time to catch you guys on live video and I think that's really cool that you do that. Yeah, and then they can also, like, we use that as an opportunity for them to ask us questions of, you know, information they saw in the video and they may mm-hmm. need, you know, more, more clarity on. And so now we're doing 12 of those lives, whereas the previous years we were just doing six because it was only six weeks. So it's the same amount of information. We just expanded it to 12 because people just felt that there was so much information they didn't have enough time to get through it. So we're like, okay, let's, you know, give everyone two weeks. So we have, like, that learning week the week one would be the learning week and then the second week would be the implementation week Mm. where you then dive into your pdfs and you like fill out all the information so it'll be interesting to see because this is our first time expanding it to 12 weeks it'll be interesting to see how people like it i think they'll like it better because that was a common thing that we heard from people is oh my gosh it's just like so much great information but i just can't get through it in six weeks Mm -hmm. that being said lots of people will take the program and actually 
won't do it until three, four months later because yeah. they have access. We give people lifetime access to the information. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to come on live, you know, every week. And also we've had students who have bought the program in previous years and just mm -hmm. keep continuing to take it. So like this year, many of our previous students will join us for all the lives. Mm -hmm. Um, because there's always like new things that you can learn. Definitely. Yeah, and they might jive better with the people who are in this round of the program versus yeah. the round before. So I think that's really cool. So obviously with your background as a holistic nutritionist, is that who the program is generally catered towards or is this program great for anyone? Well, you know what? When we first started it, we were like wellness entrepreneurs. But then over the years we've had, you know, so many people ask us, well, like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to start whatever X athletic brand of shoes. Mm -hmm. um, can I take your program? And so we don't tell people no, but, you know, because really the program sets the stage for any entrepreneur to really thrive. The foundations of a thriving business are very similar. Why we say it's for wellness entrepreneurs is because all the examples we use are mm -hmm. for wellness entrepreneurs, whether you're selling a natural health product or you're selling a service or creating a, an ebook about digestive wellness. Mm -hmm. Those are the examples that we use. So that's really why we have promoted it to wellness entrepreneurs. But I think mm -hmm. any entrepreneur um, can benefit from it. They just have to know ahead of time, which we are fully transparent about, you know, when we're talking, when we get into the nitty gritty of talking about how to create a successful workshop, a lot of the examples we are going to be using will be in the natural health industry. Mm -hmm. And I can see why people outside of that industry would come to take the program because in this day and age, it's so fun to be able to choose your teacher, right? Yeah. People who want to go back to school and do your business program, if they like you as a person, they may not care that they're not in the yeah. wellness space because they just resonate with how yeah. you've built your business totally. and some of your values. And I think that's the best part about living in 2019 is that I can find someone who I really admire totally. and learn from them. Yeah. So let's shift away from uh, the Joyous Health Business Program a little bit, but before we do, could you let us know when is the next round and how can someone learn more about it if they want to join? Yeah, so you can just go to joyousbusiness.com, so that's J-O-Y-O-U-S um, business.com, or you can also go to my blog, which is joyoushealth.com, and you'll find the business page there, and it starts in mid-September, um, and on the page, you can learn so much. We have like videos that you would so you can see a video from every single module mm -hmm. if you actually read the page from top to bottom you will get an answer to every question you have so we've really made it mm -hmm. super informative but of course we're always happy to you can always reach out to us um, and chat because as well my husband walker does do like 15 minute discovery calls with people who want to just like learn more about it help have a chat with you to help you make a decision too awesome sounds good and i'll plant all of that in the show notes so i'd love to just go and explore a little bit of just generic business tips that you have and maybe some marketing efforts that have worked for you so First off, is there a business tool or a resource that you feel like you couldn't run Joyous Health without? Oh, for sure. Um, we use Asana or Asana. I Asana. don't know how you want to call it. It's my favorite as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We talked about this. Um, I really love that tool. Um, so as you know, and for people who don't know what it is, it's essentially like a project management tool. Like you put in tasks for yourself or for others. If you have a team, you create due dates. Um, so we have all different projects in, in Asana and uh, we have all the different things that we need to get done because, you know, writing an ebook or even just like creating a blog post, you know, with a blog post, it's like, you know, Walker enjoy to take photos, um, 
Carol to create social imagery, um, Amanda, our community manager, to make sure that it gets out on, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, Facebook and Twitter, and Joy mm-hmm. to put it on Instagram. So that is definitely a great tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was just me, I was um, definitely just using like my Google Calendar, and that is something I live by. I mm-hmm. live by my calendar. Even though I use Asana and put tasks in there, I still actually um, create blocks of time where I'm doing certain tasks mm-hmm. because otherwise stuff just like does not get done. So my Google Calendar I live by and Asana is amazing for you know managing projects, project mm-hmm. management uh, tool. It's a great one. Amazing. Yes, I totally agree. And I love that, like we chatted about earlier, you can attach due dates in Asana, right? It's like, it gives you a hard deadline. You can see what's due that day and what needs to be accomplished. Uh, You've obviously grown this team beyond just you, right? So has there been any challenges in growing a team? Have you had difficulty looping people in on your vision of Joyous Health? Or has it been a natural progression for you? Yeah, I feel like, well, where the team is right now, I absolutely love our team. I feel like we have a good balance of personalities and energy and when you're in a small office as you know you're you're in our office it's like 500 square feet um it's you really have to like like who you work with um so we have been extremely picky uh when we've been hiring people before i ever had anyone work with me i used to have a lot of co-op students come on and help me and that was actually that kind of i felt like that kind of got me over that hump of mm-hmm. oh I don't have enough money to pay someone yet but I need help and so where I went to school at IHN um, and other nutrition schools people have to get co-op hours so someone is happy to come and help you so I would have um, there was a I'd say like at least three years before Walker became my business partner that I had co-op students helping me just with like random stuff can you help me can you do mm-hmm. research so I can write this PowerPoint can you edit all these blog posts? Can you help me formulate, you know, social media posts? So, um, and then actually one of my co-op students ended up being someone I hired and she worked with me for like almost three years. Then I just felt like we had kind of, it just, we needed to make a change. Mm -hmm. So then that's why the Joyous team has changed to what it is now, which I'm really... Yeah, I'm re- but Carol, Carol, my creative director who does all my design, she's been with me since the very beginning. Oh, wow. She was one of the first people I ever paid for anything. You're obviously so, a good boss to work for then if she's yeah, been with well, you that she's long. Pretty amazing. She designed my first cookbook as well. She does, she's like a jack of all trades. She does the food styling um, on, on all three of my cookbooks. She helped me with all the food styling, so mm-hmm. she's very talented. Mm. So obviously you have a lot going on, right? You've got these nutrition programs and books and the Joyous Health Business Program. And I'm sure you get new ideas like every day oh, yeah. or every week. And I'm sure your whole team does, right? Yeah. They're part of your vision. And as you know, you're on the Visionary Life podcast. Yeah. How do you keep track of these ideas? Do you put them in a, a journal somewhere? Do you shove them away? Cause you're like, I'm too busy. How do you categorize them so that maybe you can take action one day at the right time? Yeah, so I write everything down. It's either on the notes app on my iPhone or it's in a book because I do get tons of ideas. And because my husband's my business partner, he's definitely more the, he's more rational than me. (laughs) And he also does like, he manages the financial aspect of Joyous Health. 
So we always have to be in agreement with things because I don't always know when I have these big, amazing ideas, Mm -hmm. like, is this the right time to implement it? But there is no bad idea. And, you know, I, the dry shampoo that we have coming out, that's a project we've been working on for eight months. And when we initially started talking about it, we're like, oh, we don't have the money to put into that right Mm -hmm. now because it's a lot of money to create a product because you're putting so much money into R&D. You have to pay for all the packaging. You have to pay for the manufacturing of the product because, as you know, we're not like making it here in the (laughs) office. It's very professional. Uh, And it costs a lot of money. So we have to like kind of forecast that over over the year. What was it? I forget what the beginning of the question ca- was. How you categorize all your visionary ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah. I write them all down. Write them all down. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and I think that's so important. I think where a lot of people kind of go awry is that they get these wonderful ideas, but they forget to have a system to actually put their idea onto paper yeah. or onto their computer, and then they feel like they're not making progression on their big dreams and their big visions. So totally. it's cool to hear that you actually write them down. I think you got to just have like a journal at your desk and that journal isn't like your to-do list you have one that's specifically mm-hmm. for your big ideas and just write all those down mm-hmm. so speaking of big ideas do you have this massive vision right now for joyous health and where it's headed or are you really just enjoying where you're at and focusing on the projects that you've already got going yeah so actually after our meeting today my husband and I have a planning meeting so we we typically plan for like the next six months and in September we're going to be really planning a big program that we launch in January so we're always at least a half a year ahead of time mm-hmm. um, so I can't tell you I know exactly where Joyce Health is going to be at in five years I know it's just going to be more of what we're doing like I really want to um, keep expanding the hair care line because of all the natural body care products we have I feel like the community they just love the hair care so I want to keep expanding that I want to keep growing the the business side the wellness Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship um, our JHB program I want to continue to to grow that and just continue to create more great content and work on a fourth book Mm. (laughs) that's already like in my mind what I want to do so for me I just like I want to keep like creating Um, And I don't know what that looks like in five years, but you know what? If I like won the lottery tomorrow, I would still keep doing what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because I just enjoy it so much. I just, you know, maybe I would be more like targeted and just focus on recipes and content Mm -hmm. for the blog. But I definitely, that's like the, I feel like I get to be very creative Mm -hmm. um, when creating content for the blog. And that's something I really love doing. Yeah, and I always think about that too. Everyone has a different answer when I ask them, well, do you have a five-year or a 10-year plan? But I've always kind of beat myself up for not having that five-year vision. But when I bring it back... I feel like the more important thing is are you inspired every day to keep creating because that will naturally lead you to your five-year plan. So it's okay if you're listening to the show and you're like, I don't have a five-year plan. As long as you're staying inspired with the work you're doing, something amazing is going to come out of it. But make sure that you're doing things each day that that bring you forward, right? Yeah, totally. So before we wrap this up, uh, because I have an amazing cookbook author in front of me, a nutritionist, (laughs) what is your go-to meal on a busy weeknight? Oh, uh, fish and salad. I know that's so boring. I love like baked (laughs) fish with like some lemon and sea salt and garlic. 
and putting some ghee on it, mm-hmm. baking it, and then making a nice big salad. Oh, and then some sweet potato too, because mm. my daughter's not into salads really. Maybe you need to move to one of our coasts in Canada. Yeah, we yeah. I don't have always seafood. access, but yeah, you belong on the West Coast, maybe. Yeah, I totally coast. do. I love the West Coast and the East Coast. Uh, but pizza too. I love pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I took my daughter. We had a girl date last night, and we oh. went to Vesuvio. Do you know up on in the I junction? I sure do. <laughs> that yeah. restaurant's been there for what, like it's three, pretty four classic. <laughs> yeah, I love it there. So my daughter and I had pizza, and I ordered a salmon with all these veggies, and we just like shared everything. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And final question, before I let you go, I ask this to all my guests on Visionary Life, but for someone who's listening to this podcast and they're just really craving to start up a side hustle or a passion project or a full-time venture to get away from their current job, but they have no idea where to begin. They're just lost and paralyzed. What advice would you offer them based on your own experience? Um... I would just say you just got to like start, start somewhere. I feel like people are so like paralyzed with taking even one step forward. They think if they take one step forward, then their whole life is going to come crashing down. So if, you know, someone's listening and they really want to get into health and nutrition, they want to start like a health blog or a health podcast. Well, just write that one blog, write it. And, you know, you don't have to get it out there yet, but write it, just taking that one small step, like that is just a starting point. Or if you want to start a podcast, then just, you know, be, I think, you know, one of the most um, important things of being an entrepreneur is being resourceful. You can find out anything on Dr. Google. You can ask Google anything. So, and you can find a video on how to do anything. So if you want to start a podcast Mm -hmm. before you decide on the name or the idea, just go online and just type in how to start a podcast. You'll probably find an entire video showing you the A to Z of how to do it because putting a podcast together is not actually as easy as a lot of people think it is. (laughs) Um, I thought it was, oh, I'll get a mic and we record and we have a podcast. No, it's actually not that simple. Uh, but knowing all the steps ahead of time. So you just got to start. Summer is, mm-hmm. you know, start somewhere. Summer is a place. I love that. And I love the word resourceful too. I think that's yeah. my favorite word. So Joy, you mentioned your podcast. Where can people listen to the show? Yeah. And then where can they find you? I know you mentioned your joyousbusiness.com, but where else should we find you online? Yeah, totally. So my podcast, which we just launched in May, is the Joyous Health Podcast. And it's my husband and I just having conversations. And we've had a couple experts on. So wherever you find podcasts, You'll find the Joyous Health Podcast. Uh, and then you can find me on social media. For example, on Instagram is where I am most personally active, which is at Joyous Health, J-O-Y-O-U-S Health. And then my blog, where I create recipes and content every single week, um, which is joyoushealth.com. Uh, and if you like to eat, then uh, you like yummy food, then you should head on over to my blog for sure. And side note too, I would recommend everyone grab your cookbook. When I went through nutrition school eight years ago, I think your cookbook was the first one that I purchased oh. that was like a holistic health cookbook. Oh, amazing. So yes, I've been connected with you that long. So That's I would so cool. highly suggest it to anyone. And it is an amazing resource that is truly timeless. Oh, great. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. And um, yeah, I really appreciate all that you do and thank sharing you. your joyous light with the world. So thanks, thanks Joy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community, 
just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRidal.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call, and I'd love to chat with you.